It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. DGIF homecoming edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. It's to get you to the weekend, the feel-good edition, and uh, football Friday here. We are uh, wrapping uh, things up for the uh, week, and uh, we do so in our uh, coveted 6 p.m. time slot uh, here on Fridays. Great to have you with us. Uh, nice to be on and uh, appreciate you uh, taking a few moments uh, on your uh, journey to the weekend with us here. Philip the Ref Pilkington is uh, producing. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Uh, also uh, on the program today, Seth Manis will be one of uh, four inductees that will be enshrined tonight to the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame. So he'll be one of those. Looking forward to having uh, Seth uh, on with us coming up a little later in the uh, program. We're going to do a hold my beer. I think Mark Miller's going to be with us, and uh, we'll uh, revisit some of uh, yesterday, the uh, basketball media day we didn't get to, if time allows. But we start first with uh, a Super Bowl champ. You can't always say you have one of those on the show. We're blessed to here in Pitt County uh, from Bellhaven, and, of course, uh, a ECU football alum who played in the league and has uh, come back to uh, be a part of uh, what is going on uh, here in Pitt County, particularly at North Pitt High School, where he's done a, a, a really magnificent job. Uh, C.J. Wilson joins us here again on the Patrick Johnson Show. Coach, uh, thank you for doing this. I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry we're getting you on the day after a tough loss to Wes Craven, but uh, I appreciate you giving us your time nonetheless. Uh, guys, I thank you for having me on. I'm so happy to you know, be on your show today. So uh, you'll get a kind of a night off, a guarantee that you get your game in uh, since you all played last night. And West Craven's a good team. It was an away game uh, and really, really uh, tough. I won't belabor that, but, I mean, you play them to a two-possession game. Uh, but, you know, what did you think that uh, maybe you guys could have done a little better to, to sprung the upset in a pretty high-scoring game? Uh, you know, it, it was a, a – I was very happy to see the team fight, you know, my team, uh, the players, you know, give the, the effort, you know, this is my second year in the program. Um, and, you know, and it's some, it's a, it's a program, it's a progress, uh, process, you know, and years when I first last year, the guys would quit after two scores, but to see them fight and say, we're going to compete no matter what, we're not going to give up. And that's what they did. And um, we to do something better, you know, we could have had a better plan for defense. I don't think we had a, a good plan enough to stop them on defense. And we talked about it last night and this morning. And um, that was the biggest thing, just not having a good defensive plan for the, this uh, West Craven, who, who was a great team, by the way. Yeah, they've had a really nice year. And uh, this sets up a game next week with uh, Farmville. They've got uh, Green Central this week, so you would assume that the the uh, the the Jags have a uh, the upper hand in that one. But you know that's why we play the games. But uh, it was uh, it was interesting to see that uh, your group uh, will now get that uh, opportunity, probably for a playoff spot uh, against Farmville next week. Uh, 
will you go out and take a look at that game, or, or how will you kind of uh, handle a, a Friday night off, albeit a soggy Friday night, a Friday night off uh, since you guys got your game in last night? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I uh, you know I'm, I'm already a progressive coach. I, uh, I I'm already ahead of the, the time. I already watched film on Farm Essential from day first game. You know. <laughs> and I, uh, I, and I, I mean, I probably watched every snap they played the entire year. So me going to see them in person won't do no, don't do any better. So, but we got some coaches that are going to go, but I, okay. I need, I definitely need a, a day off to, to rest. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I spent hours and hours and hours putting together a plan and to, uh, be successful. And, um, you know, uh, so I, I don't need personally to see them, you know, I've seen them all year. <laughs> yeah, I got you. No, no, I, I got you. Good. Get the staff to, that's why you have a staff, get them to go. I, I hear you. Yes. The great yeah, CJ Wilson, <laughs> the great CJ yeah. Wilson who coaches North Pitt and, uh, CJ also is, uh, uh, one of the, uh, all time greats for the pirates on this hall of fame weekend. Uh, I, I think, uh, Terrence Copper is a guy I want to get in, uh, to that hall of fame. Speaking of Beaufort County and, uh, CJ of, you're not in, I don't think. Maybe if you are, I'm sorry oh, no, to insult you. I should, then you need to get in. When are we going to put you in? You were a great player. You got a Super Bowl championship. Uh, Rod Coleman's one of those OG guys, I know. But uh, come on, let's get. To, uh, so I've got I two now. I don't know if I did it good enough. I don't. I don't know if I did well <laughs> enough at ECU to get put in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think you got to be well, great, you know. It, well, I think so. you. I don't know if I did good I th- enough. CJ, you're being humble, and I think you <laughs> did just fine. I think you did just fine. Um. You know, you, you talk about you've watched every snap, and that shows the, the work you put into your uh, scouting the opponents. You, you talked about that with Farmville Central. Um, it, it, that's just kind of ingrained in you, that preparation and watching film, isn't it, from playing uh, college, but especially in the pros? Because, I mean, that's a big part of preparing uh, for Sundays in the NFL. Yes, it, it's, it's, it's all about knowing your opponent. And not, not also knowing your opponent, but knowing yourself as well. Knowing, you know, uh, if you know yourself, uh, and your opponent, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna do fine. And and you know we we know that we got to fix what we need to fix because we got a great team. And and uh, I w- don't be surprised if we go pretty far in the playoffs because we, we're gonna fix it to uh, this this week, upcoming week versus Farmer and going forward, just so we can go you know compete and go far in the playoffs. Well, uh, it has been a challenging year at North Pitt and. Uh... There was the incident where somebody uh, drove on your guys' field before the opener. That was disrespectful and awful. Uh, and uh, then there was uh, about a within the last several weeks, uh, an alumni, a guy who played on the team last year, was killed in an automobile accident. So, I mean, from the from the personal side or the off the field side, this has been a tough season for you guys. You know what, and this is crazy, but this has been the, the hardest season I ever dealt with, I guess, playing football. You know, starting from week one, I, I, we only had two weeks this whole year, and that was against Aiden Griffin in Washington, where we, we had a full week of practice. I mean, every game that we mm-hmm. played this year, even the game last night, we, we lose a day, you know, because we play, play today. We, we play Thursday, so you lose a day of preparation. This entire year has been uh, just tough. And then not only, you know, losing one of my, I was started, you know, one of our beloved players from last year, our captain last year in the accident. Um, you know, we lost three, we, th- we lost three of our best players this year for injuries. One, one broke his, yeah. his foot, one towards ACL. And they, I mean, 
premier players like offense and defense is just like just you just see what it does to a team, you know, and that's what we had to drop off for the three games and we finally put it back together and it's just it's been a, a, a rocky one all year, but that's what adversity is and that's what championship teams are built on is learning how to get through the adversity because we still got young guys on our team that in the future they'll know how to play through anything. And so it's been a tough year. One of your uh, seniors uh, who's had a really fantastic season is Camian Little Burgess at receiver. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that young man and also name some other guys who've had a, a good season for North Pitt? You know, Camian Little is ranked, I think, number maybe, maybe number one in the state. I think number two yeah. in the state, I think. Um, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, but it's funny thing, it just didn't happen this year. I watched him last year. Um and it's just not only him. It's a lot of players. He just was one of those things where he just had a great year, and it's you know it's just, it happens. Um, but I watched them daily. They throw and catch daily. All oh, and and my nephew is quarterback, famous. He he just went over two thousand yards passing last night. Um, and so you know, and he's top. He's number one uh, uh, quarterback in two way football, and like top, I guess top twenty in in the state of quarterback. And then we got uh, man, my running back is the top in our division. Our conference. So we, you know, I don't know when the last time you had the top quarterback running back and the receiver and all, you know, on your team. So it, it's a testament to the office of staff and the program and what we're, where we're going. Camille Love is great, you know, and it's, you know, in the office, you got to give credit because if the office line not blocking, the quarterback can't make the pass. So it's a team effort, and he just. But he's one of those players that you got to have on your team. You give him, you give him one, one, one inch, or one, one, um, one bat, one step on you, he's gone. He got his, the speed to go, go all the way. He got the, the hands to catch any pass. He got the IQ to know when you, off, you know, playing off him, what to do. You playing tight, how to get off you. So coaches put that work in with him daily, and, and it, it shows. It carries onto the field. And last night to see if you had, was there last night to see how these guys played and. The, the, and the, the passes that was thrown, uh, the, the quarterback of uh, uh, famous uh, Wilson, he had four touchdowns last night, four throwing touchdowns. Um, yeah. Ethan, uh, it's a lot of guys I can call out. Every, they, all of them playing hard. They, it's, a, it's a select guy that's just giving all they got every night. I got to imagine it's uh, tough on famous Wilson because he's your nephew. So, you know, there's that expectation of he's related to a guy that played in the league. You're the nephew of the head coach, so that's a different set of pre and his name's famous for crying out loud. You just can't be eh if your name's famous, right? It's a truth. It, it is it is tough. But <laughs> he, it, 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 you know the funny thing is I said to my wife just last night, I said he helps me he he's a an extra coach because he helps me to because to, we, we watch film we watch a lot of film together. And I teach him, you know, what I know as much as I know. I don't know everything, especially for a quarterback. But he's there every day, getting the guys on the field. Hey, coach, one is out here at four o'clock. We got to be out here. So he helps me in that way. But it's it's pressure, and I put the pressure on him to understand that I I look for him to make the checks on the field. You know the the uh you know the hot calls and all that because he got to know. Um, and so you know having a four point oh GPA which he has, um, it helps. So he's a very smart quarterback uh and he's getting recruited right now it looks so it's one of those things that he'll be playing on saturdays uh, uh he's only a junior so he'll be playing on saturdays soon 
That's awesome. Uh, it is uh, homecoming weekend. Uh, you were a great player at ECU, despite your uh, humility. Uh, what uh, when you kind of look back on your college career? Is there a moment, a game, anything particular that just stands out? You know what? I'll I never forget the time we played Houston for our uh, second uh, championship, and the play that always was standing out in my mind was we it was in the it was last I think it was like the last play of the game, one of the last plays of the game, and. We we are like up by three, I'm guessing, or I don't know, maybe two or three, and they are going out of field. We can't stop them. They that quarterback uh, uh is just hot. He, I, we can't stop. Them. And uh, I remember uh, he threw the pass in the end zone, and Van Eskridge came up with the interception, and it's the loudest I ever heard that Philcline Stadium ever heard. It was so loud, and it was like a, a cold foggy uh foggy day and that was my one of my my uh, fondest memories of uh east carolina just knowing that i helped you know win two championships back to back i don't know i don't know when the last time i won a championship but i know i was on one of them you know right one of the championship teams and that was my one of my fondest memory of you know talking about homecoming to be to be there and do that that's awesome uh you know, the team struggled this year, and I know you're busy. I don't know how much you've had a chance to keep up with it, but, uh, you know, the offense is, uh, has had its issues. Defensively, I think the team's played pretty well, all things considered. But the thing I, I think that you've got to be really impressed with, if, if you've seen the Pirates play or as you've seen them play, is uh, they have depth up front on defense, uh, and that defensive line and that linebacking group's kind of versatile. They can run guys in and out and uh, – guys aren't having to log a ton of snaps. So uh, in some ways, it reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, you know, it's different, but in some ways it's, it reminds me kind of that group you were with in, in some ways as well. So uh, from that standpoint, that's got to be something you like, that uh, the defensive line has shown up like they have this year for the Pirates. Yeah, I've actually kept up with the Pirates all year. I watched them. I watched them. And what we Okay, are well, then I'm going to ask you a different question, CJ. Then. Okay, go ahead. What do they? What do they got to correct? Put on the the alumni, fan, coaches hat here. I was trying to soft land you on that, but now that uh, you, I, I should have known you were watching them uh, as much as you have because <laughs> oh, you're a football junkie. But uh, yeah. give me give me an idea. What do we got to do to turn this thing around? Because we do have half a season left. It's one of those things where we got so uh, comfortable and so uh, you know complacent with Houghton. You know, you got a quarterback. It starts with the quarterback. Football is all about the quarterback. Any team in the NFL, any college team, if the QB is not on his doing it, then you, you don't have a good team. You can have a great defense, but if you can't score points, you have a quarterback that can actually get the get the plays and execute it and and um, you know make make things happen. You ain't gonna win. And so right now, you know, we got a young young quarterback in the uh, two uh, Flynn and um, uh, Garcia. And, and it's one of the things, they got to get more experience. They, they, and they're getting there as the year goes on. And they, they still try to figure out which one is, is better for the, which one, Garcia and, at times and then Flanders at other times. So it, it, it's hard. And, and we want to win right now. And it's like, oh, we want to win now. And, and it's, I, I would say that I, I, Coach could have made, you know, last year when Holton Adels was winning and it was to get some of those guys in the game because you got to start from back from ground zero. Um, and so, right there to fix it, 
to keep playing hard on defense like they've been doing. Like you said, the defense is holding up, but you got to score points on offense. You got to score because you, and once you get a defense out there for you keep them out there, then that I don't care how good your defense is, they're gonna they're gonna uh, start the, the floodgates gonna start come uh, uh, breaking. And so they got a good team, they got a good core, but. It's gonna be hard because you guys still got quarterback is not experienced and you three what three or four games experience is not what I'm talking about. You need yeah a whole right, season right. to get it and so we can look we can see them winning maybe one or two or three more games at tops, but it's gonna to have to take them to really get the experience because once they get it, they got a good team and for years to be there and compete in the in the American Conference. But right now, the quarterback right in the spot right now is where it's, the problem is at because. That's the problem. So any team in the NFL or college, even high school, quarterback is not good or they don't have no experience or they don't know what they're doing and the call's not there, then it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. So I take my hat off to the, the, uh, Coach Houston and his staff because when you know, you know, some people, bandwagon fans don't really know football, they're doing everything they can to score points and, and put the team in the best position to be successful. And I'm not, I'm, I'm proud of the Pirates because how they've been playing every day, every game, they're competing. And they almost there. They're just so close to being a, a, a football team. We just got to give them time. Let's hope they break through tomorrow. Hey, CJ, awesome to talk to you. Uh, you're, you're, you're very gracious with your time. We love chatting you up. And uh, good luck to you guys next week. And uh, good luck to uh, you guys in the playoffs. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for All having right. me on. A great st- Yes, sir. The great C.J. Wilson. Awesome. Uh, of course, uh, coaching North Pitt, doing a great job with that program. Uh, ex-pirate or pirate alum with football, more appropriately. And um, C.J. also a uh, Super Bowl champ with uh, Green Bay and played for several teams with a uh, stellar NFL career. All right. Uh, a timeout. And when we return on the P.J. show, guess what? Good Friday tune, by the way, Pilkington. Look at you. Pilk, Mark Miller, award winner, Mark Miller from the WNCT 107.9 Morning Show, Mark and Laura, Morning Rush, and uh, yours truly on some Olympic sports, but hold my beer. Stay tuned. Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold my beer. Turns to hold my beer. Multiple time winner of morning show of the year. They just ought to name it the Miller Award. It's Miller time is what they should say. <laughs> Mark Miller. How you doing, Mark P-Man? Mark Miller from the Morning Rush, WNCT 107.9. Mark and Laura in the morning. Yeah, they just ought to name They also have, when, when they give you the award next year or when you earn it. Right. It, that's, that's always earned. Tough morning radio that's true. Is. Yes, it's always earned. No, it really is. Uh, they just need to say it's Miller time and just give you the award. That's I, what they should do. I honestly think we're going to be invited, P-Man, to go up there and present the award to ourselves. This, uh, oh, it's not a bad idea. Just run the whole show at this point. 
Yeah, well, how many years in a row have you won the morning show of the year uh, it's in been, the state of North Carolina? It's been four years. There was a, a COVID thing in the middle, and there was a little blip okay. one time. Let's just say four total years. All right, four-time winner. That's four I mean, that's time, dynasty time, right there, time, right? That's four-time. In sports that's some terms. dynasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, in sports, in sports parlance, that would be uh, <laughs> a dynasty for sure. All right, uh, I, I had a good one, but I can't remember it because I'm old. So <laughs> I've got something here uh, that I'll rely on, but hopefully my, what I had will return to my memory. And right now, uh, well, do you want to go first or do you want the ref to go first with Hold My Beer? I'll go you first. I'm ready. I, got, I, got two, just, I got two of them for yeah. you, but one's really oh, quick. Oh, that's perfect. All, All right. right. You know how to do it. You say Hold My Beer, and then you, and then you go. And then Pilk and I will comment. All right. All right. Uh, here we go. Take it away, Mark Miller. The, the award-winning first one. Mark Miller. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the uh, it's, All these nice things you're saying, it's it's taking away my edge here. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> hold my beer because the dang Philadelphia Phillies were scoring runs like crazy, <laughs> like crazy. It was a celebration. It was a party. Citizens Bank Park, the most electric Home run venue. Derby. It was it was yeah. the greatest thing, and then you go into what looked and sounded like a funeral yesterday in Arizona, and there's there's no juice in the stadium, there's no juice in the bats, and they can't even muster up a win there. And it was uh, hold my beer. I'm a little upset with the uh, the offense, but that's baseball, right? It's just the way it is. It's not going to look the same way the every way time, is. and 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 they're not Correct. just going to rip through these teams. The Arizona Diamondbacks had a great season and God bless them. Let's get back on track tonight, boys, okay? Cuz I want to hold several beers tonight. Hey, I will say they are <laughs> fake fans, but in their defense, it was a 2 o'clock start. Like the MLB used to play both CS games at night, yeah. it seems like, and now yeah. they're just playing them. Now, true fans would still show up. They'd take the day off work. Don't Look, get me wrong, but yeah, it is dumb. I yeah. remember like back in the early 2000s, both games were going on at the same time. You hold uh, a a a National League Championship Series game at 5.03 a.m. on a Tuesday, <laughs> and there will be 45,000-plus at Citizens Bank Park. 100% guaranteed. Fair enough. All right. You know, here's what I would say. I'm going to say this. Tori Lavolo, the manager of mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks, I'm a friend. I like Tori. He's been to ECU football with me before. So oh, I is like, that right? Uh, I, Wow. Yeah, so I like Tory. This was years ago before he became a big time major league guy. He was working his way up then. But I like Tory. But I but you know, I kind of like I dig the Philadelphia story a little bit. So I'm a little torn here. I'm not going to lie, Miller, I'm a little torn. There's a, there's a love affair between America and these Phillies. I'm starting to see I it. I just you know what? I hope that both teams have a good time. That's what actually I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh, my beer about that phrase, by the way, too. Can I give you my second one? This is another one. Yeah, go ahead. No, another no, please. one. Uh, hold my beer or super fruity looking rum mixed drink thing that you get in the islands. I was yeah. in the Bahamas last week. And when I go... Humble brag. Humble Wait brag. That was a humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. The little uh, fall getaway. It was lovely. But here's the thing. When I go to a place like that, when I'm in the islands, I'm not ordering a beer. I'm, I'm ordering something with rum that is brightly colored that yeah. um, may be described as a bit of a girly drink. Yeah. I don't know okay. if you'd agree with that term, but when you're in the... If you're like going to a bar to watch uh, the Phillies game tonight and you're ordering that, eh, people might judge that a little bit. You see me would probably do that. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to name names. I don't care. <laughs> but I yeah, ordered hey, that. Miller, 
Imagine if you were listening to beach music while you were drinking that. Oh, he man. really would lose his mind. He probably he would. lose would. his marbles totally. He probably yeah. would. But in the islands, it should be totally acceptable. However, I nonstop ordered drinks like that because that's just the feel of where I am, right? right and I right. got I got looks from the wait staff. One time, a waiter, I ordered one of those things. He goes, hey, man, that's what your wife should be ordering. And I'm like, first of all, it's a terrible accent i stunk it was it was okay but that's what you should be ordering when you're on the islands hold my there goes your fruity rum drink there goes your tip yeah no i i still took care of the man i was i was very drunk at the time you know oh (laughs) there you go honesty on the show you know the thing i uh when i go the only time i really uh will enjoy myself with uh the libations is uh, when I'm at the beach. And, mm. you know, now, again, nothing tropical, just, you know, the working man's beach surf city. I'll enjoy a few uh, brews and maybe some uh, some tropic, what could be described as tropical drinks. Tropical I like a good drinks. margarita. Yeah. yeah. I like a good frozen margarita. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then some other, but yeah, that's, I don't understand, especially there, yeah. why they're giving, uh, why they're giving you an American the hassle with what you're drinking. It's your money. They're giving Spend me the it business. As you see fit. And look, those Give drinks weren't cheap either. But it just, you know, we're, we're walking around wearing bright colored island stuff. I want my drink right. to reflect everything. I want the umbrella in there. I want it to be, it can be frozen. I don't care. I'm all in. This is, this is. Silk, do you have? Yeah. I 100% agree with for? Mark. I do not <laughs> order the frou-frou oh. stuff just here and there. But mm-hmm. if I am on vacation, especially south of the country but even sometimes at you know myrtle beach i will order those things you have nothing to be ashamed of mark that guy was out of line thank and you. you should have kicked his butt you should have let the philly come out of the boy right there i look and, uh, i couldn't do you know that. act like he was wearing a giants jersey <laughs> at lincoln financial field that's what you should have done i could i was on vacation from those those feelings that's true you're you're with your wife you had to act accordingly and the kids you're a good, role a good model example for the kids. kids yeah yeah well you took the kids on this vacation yeah wow. this was a, a big old family trip. We went to uh, Atlantis, which was tremendous. It's big time, good stuff for the kids too. So, yeah, it was awesome. Humble brag. All right, uh, <laughs> Pilk, what do you have for uh, hold my beer, Pilk? Well, I should have went first because mine is not nearly as good. Um, I've been so caught oh, up in sports Miller's lately. Show yeah, he is. So, so hold my do, beer. <laughs> my DB room for the Panthers over here can't stay healthy. Our defensive back meetings room looks like the local hospital. Jeremy Chin <laughs> just went on IR for six weeks. You know, J.C. Horn's already hurt. I mean, Bryce Young doesn't have time to get better being on the field when the defense is on the field letting up 42 points a game because all the starters are in the hospital. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of lame, but I've been too caught up with work to come up with anything else. No, good. you know what, though, and that's – I understand it. I, I, my Philadelphia Eagles are having the same kind of injury bug right now. And I said this last year, and I said it going into this year, uh, the Eagles had a 10-point lead at halftime of a Super Bowl. And when that happens, you just have to close the deal. One thing they had last year was great health. Again, this year they do not have it. And I know the Panthers don't have it either. And I just keep thinking back to last year when we had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl, couldn't close the deal, watching all of our players get injured too. you got to be so lucky to get that far in a season. You do. And I wasn't expecting my team to get that far. I was just expecting them to grow each game. And it's kind of hard right. to grow when the guys who are playing are going to be on the practice squad sure. next year. So. 
Hold my beer, technology. Yesterday was a technologically <laughs> challenging day for me because for some reason my work computer in my home office would not type. It went through a thing where I couldn't control the mouse to scroll like I needed to for my scripts. And then also I couldn't type every other letter and then I couldn't type vowels. And just as quickly <laughs> as this happened, I needed to buy a vowel. As quickly as this happened, it went away. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did, but it went away. And it just is <laughs> very frustrating. I'm once bitten, twice shy with the computer today. So I set up an email. You know how you can do a draft of an email and leave it in the draft folder and you can access it on your phone wherever you go? I went yesterday to print off some stuff I've got for a gig I, I got tonight helping my guy Randy Caps with his broadcast this year in their uh, inaugural season uh, doing football. And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm getting ready to print this out. I wait in line at this small kind of mom-and-pop print shop, which I don't think they're going to be able to handle my stuff anyway. But the guy is very polite, and he waits on he, – he gets through all of his shipping packages, and he says, we're going to figure this out. We're going to help you. I told him what I needed. I said, I've got it in the email. I go to my phone. It's nowhere to be found in the drafts Ugh. on the phone. No. And – when I came back home, it was still in the drafts on the computer. So I don't know what. So technology, hold my beer. Uh, meh. Yeah, that stinks, technology. man. Technology. That's. I technology. thought you were going to be like, I'm an old man trying to set the clock on my VCR type of technology issues. But that. No, no, no. That sounds legit. You know. Yeah, that mm, was legit. You, and I. So I wake up to a tweet yesterday from Patrick. Technology is not my friend today. <laughs> I kind of laughed. I'm not going to lie. I kind of laughed. It started early, and it went uh, went uh, went going on. All right, guys, real quick here. Five sports added to the Los Angeles Olympic Games by the IOC on Monday. Cricket, flag football, <laughs> baseball on, slash softball, lacrosse, and squash. Now, cricket, we're going to get our brains beat in. Oh, I mean, but it's one of the most popular sports in the, in yeah. the world. Yeah. It's got to be the baseball, second most popular, right? Behind behind soccer, I would say. Yeah. Baseball will be interesting because I think that'll be a really competitive sport in the Olympics. Does that count as added? So that was in Tokyo three It years was, ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you what they've added. Okay. I have it right here. Softball, this is according to the worldwide leader. Softball is one that they're adding, and we'll dominate in that. Lacrosse, sure. I'm guessing the U.S. will dominate in lacrosse. Probably. Until the rest of the world catches up. I didn't up. know other countries sure. even played lacrosse, to be honest. I thought right. that was like an American what? thing. Miller, you're more worldly than I am. What is squash? It sounds like something that, you know, you eat. You grow in the garden. It sounds like something you don't even want to eat. Like, it's not even an attractive food that you would want to oh, eat. Oh, I don't mind squash. Eh, squash is fine. I guess that's up to her opinion. You I see, don't believe. He said believe. it's a lot like racquetball. He's sitting behind me. He said it's kind of like racquetball okay. in a different way, which you play with a longer. Oh. Okay. Thing. I the Bracket. squash and the flag football, like we got to stop. Well, I was coming to flag football. Yeah. What is, what is that? About? I mean, that's where football, I think, is going to be in the next fifty years. Mm -hmm. We'll be tackling anymore, I, I fear, but we'll <laughs> be uh, we'll be doing the. And I, I don't know if I can watch flag football with the with the fervor that I watch uh, tackle football with. So. No, and and especially with the Olympics, like we have to stop adding things that normal that people can do. Like, oh, that's true. With all due respect to curling, which this is just my opinion. I have like zero respect for it. It's a thing that most people can do. 
Like you could practice mm-hmm. really hard and end up doing it. I can't be the fast. I can't practice really hard and be the fastest man in the world. That is an Olympic feat. You, flag football is something we could all just go outside and play. Right. Olympics Two have to be above that. So I agree with you, Mark, 100%. The only reason I will back curling is solely because of the fact there's not enough sports in the Winter Olympics. I can't watch figure skating for two straight weeks. So it gives you a little something else to watch. Oh, I but yes, summer. Glorious. Oh, no, I can't. It's Glorious. Horrible. Y'all want to come. But you, summer you, Olympics, yeah. we're just, there's already like 75 different sports in Summer Olympics and like 80 events per sport. Like mm-hmm. you can't just, to your point, add, sake, add stuff for the sake of adding it and it be stuff that Joe Schmoes like us can do. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go because we got to get to Seth Manis, but I'm just going to say one oh. thing here, um, and that is look for pickleball sooner than later. That okay. will, Again, it's the sport that the average guy can play, and <laughs> it'll become tennis. an Olympic sport it's sooner. It's going to replace tennis. It, 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 it's going to be tickle. It's going to be pickleball. We're going to have that sooner or later. Hey, Miller, thank you. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to Mark Miller from 6 until 10 weekday mornings on 107.9 WNCT, The Morning Rush, with the award-winning Mark Miller and Laura Smith. Miller, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Uh, go Phillies. And also, if you really do want to do some curling sometime, come on over, sweep my floor in my house. All right. Go Birds as well for, yes. for Mark. Yes, purposes, sir. Even though they're coming off a defeat. All right. Uh, Philip the ref. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Philip the ref Pilkington with a 94-3 the game. Sports flash update and pirate report before Seth Manis. Thanks, Patrick. We will start with Pirate Athletics. Congratulations to Coach Gary Higgins on his 100th career victory as the Pirate soccer team defeated SMU last night 1-0. Sydney Schnell got scored her fifth goal of the season. The ladies will be back in action Sunday as they take on North Texas at North Texas. It's homecoming weekend for the Pirates, and they will host Charlotte on the gridiron. The 49ers have played two quarterbacks this season. Defensive coordinator Blake Harrell talked about prepping for two QBs. You always prepare, even if, it, if somebody has a defined starter, defined QB1, uh, even if it's not as good-looking guy as the, the pitcher you sent me. But, um, you know, you always prepare for two guys or a backup in case a situation happens or somebody gets hurt. But That game will start at 2 o'clock. Network coverage will start at 1 in our Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown can be heard right here on 94.3 The Game at 11 a.m. Tonight in high school football on our sister station, Talk 103.7, Edenton will be hosting Camden County. And in our other uh, sister station, Oldies Havelock will travel to Northside Jacksonville. One local result from football last night as Wes Craven defeated North Pitt 52-38. Aiden Grifton's volleyball team uh, won the Eastern Plains Conference. Conference championship, and they are the number one seed for the 2A class in the state playoffs. A couple of other teams from the local area got pretty high seeds. First round play will begin on Saturday. Rose will be the three seed in the 3A class, while West Carteret will be the four, and D.H. Conley, after only two losses, will be the number two seed. Canes fell last night to the Kraken, and they'll be back in action against Colorado tomorrow night. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. We will be back with more of the Pastor Johnson on the other side at this time. We are. We are. We are. Riding shotgun with you on the drive home. It's showtime. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. CU Hall of Fame weekend going down this weekend. And Seth Bannis highlights the uh, class that will feature Rod Coleman for football. Justine Alpes, uh, the great basketball player at the women's program. And, of course, the uh, late legendary voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles. Seth will be part of uh, the festivities uh, coming up tonight and tomorrow, he will be uh, honored 
uh, during the uh, game. So uh, it's a festive time with homecoming around uh, in Greenville. We've had Seth on the show uh, before, but that's before I think he hopped into the coaching ranks. Uh, Seth Manis joins us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, thank you, buddy. It's always great to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking some time. No doubt. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on the Hall of Fame. I know that's a, a really uh, proud honor for you. Yes, I'm really, you know, just fortunate. I mean, you know, it's funny how things worked out coming to school. You know, that's the last thing on your mind, but, you know, it's just trying to get out out there and, you know, fast forward, you know, 11, 12 years, and here we are. And a lot's happened in that time <laughs> as well. A whole lot's happened, yes, a whole lot's happened. Well, let's start with how you wound up at ECU, Seth. Well, um, funny story, I, I was playing with uh, Carolina Canes, or Jeff Petty. Now mm-hmm. it's, I mean, blown up travel ball program. And we were playing Pitt Community College um, one evening. And i never forget, my grandparents were driving me to the ball game. We got into Greenville and had no clue how to get to the field. Never been there before. Stopped at a gas station. I'm trying to, it was like, I'm trying to think the exact gas station it was. Anyway, couldn't tell me how to get to the gas station. Petty's calling me. I'm, 10 minutes till, I mean, it might have been like 15 minutes to game time. He's like, hey, are you going to be here? I'm like, I'm in Greenville. I don't know how to get to the stadium, blah, blah, blah. We end up making that. I run from the van right to the mound, start getting loose, and come <laughs> in and throw against Pitt Community College. And Coach Godwin and Coach Jarrett called me in after the game, talked to them a little bit, and was in contact. And then fast forward, I probably like a you know, month, ended up signing for $426, a little book scholarship, which now <laughs> we can't do. It has to be a minimum. Right. And – um, the rest is history, just kind of right place, right time. And, um, love Greenville being in the stadium and then didn't really know what the atmosphere was and gotten to play in front of those fans every day. I think it's very rewarding. And your time, uh, with Billy Godwin and, and you're, you're still with him now. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, and, and link Jared, who you worked with last year, again, we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, in your time in the purple and gold, what what are a few memories that stand out? Probably one of my biggest memories is opening, or I was throwing Saturdays against, or open of the season as a freshman, I was going to throw on Saturday. We're starting the season playing South Carolina at South Carolina. We get rained out Friday. We're going in, playing a doubleheader Saturday. TJ Hose, All-American, great guy, great baseball guy. He's throwing Friday we end up losing, I want to say, like 24 to something, and I'm keeping the chart like, holy cow, this is college <laughs> baseball. And I go into my start, and, I mean, I just remember the place being packed and first batter of the game, Reese Havens, deep fly ball to left. I think Bats was in left. Hits off his glove. He runs to the wall, lays there inside the park home run. Next batter, Whit Merrifield, hang a curveball, home run, back-to-back home runs to start my college career. So that's one of the biggest well, memories I have. Well, what's a what's a good memory? <laughs> I, of course, dog piling yeah. the regional. I think two thousand nine. Um, you know, complete games. Those kind of memories. But um, I'd say you know that kind of starting my career off like that, and then like here we go, we got to go to work. Seth Bannis joining us uh, here. Um, great to have him on. He's going to the ECU Hall of Fame. That is, I, I, I kind of, now that you go back and talked about that, uh, you know, debut, I remember, I remember, you know, the circumstances surrounding the, the, 
the, the South Carolina se- uh, season opener. But, uh, yeah. boy, to hear it from your perspective. I tell you what, the thing I always find, uh, Seth, and I guess you you know this because you've done it at the highest levels, coaches, players, they never – the first thing that when you ask, they remember all the, the losses or the things that didn't go quite well. Those are the, always the things that sin- tend to stand out. Why do you think that is? Um, I'm really not sure. To me – one of the biggest things is, you know, all the things that happen on the field that really not a ton of memories. It's mainly off the field, all the relationships right, right. with those but players. But I mean, but but you know, it seems like you guys that have been professional athletes remember the you know the not so good moment. I guess it's because that fuels you or you, or it drives you. It could be. I mean, those yeah, just dramatic experiences maybe stand out more. Where you know the good is, it doesn't really that adrenaline maybe as much I don't know it's a great question I've never really thought about it like that but um yeah (laughs) personally I don't have the yeah my my memories is that yeah that you know the good games or anything is you know well you remember them but it just seems like you know a coach could tell you the score of a loss before they could tell you maybe the score of a win it's just it it's really right. interesting. I'm sorry to drag you in the middle of that philosophical discussion when we're talking about your... <laughs> no, it's, good, it's good stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Seth Manis is with us. Are you getting to play... When we talked to you last, you really had gotten into golf. Have you been able to play as much? I have not. So, I mean, it's maybe once a month now. Um, you know, the recruiting stuff, staying on the road, practice, um, trying to make this program best it can be. That's It's kind of... This takes priority, number one. And the golf, unfortunately, has hit the back burner, but I still love to play. Um, and you've and you've taken some of Brian Mull's money, so that's that's good too, uh, <laughs> right? So that's not enough. Not enough. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously, spent time in the majors with the Cardinals. I, I guess you know. To me, if you're if you're going to be with any franchise, uh, that is the franchise. Uh, one of the you know, it's just the, the, the way it was run. The, the class of the organization, one of the top franchises to be with. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot of the ECU program, mm-hmm. like the fans, they're diehard fans. I mean, they are committed, you know, how good the team is, how bad the team's struggling. There's 40,000 people there day in, day out of, you know, a Tuesday, one o'clock game, you're going to have 40,000 people. And you really don't appreciate that. So you go to Miami, maybe on a Friday night, I know it's probably changed a little bit since they were a little bit better this year, but you know there was nine thousand people there when right. I'm playing, and like, you know, wow, we are lucky to play in front of these people every day, and just the baseball knowledge they have, and you know how class they are. It was a, a true blessing. When you went through the minors, uh, how did that journey go before you got to the bigs? So all excited, uh, you know, play pro ball, and here we go, book a ticket, and funny story, or they booked me a ticket, and of course I'm. Missed my flight, so I was supposed to get into Batavia, New York at around 11. I'm noticing um, a trend here with you and getting somewhere. Yes, yes, <laughs> very common. So 11 that morning and end up getting at ten, getting in at 10 that night. And I remember, I think we flew into Buffalo, and then it's an hour car ride. Like, where am I? In the middle of upstate New York. And, you know, 17 people at a game. And it's like, holy cow, this is my only ball. Like, nobody prepares you for this. You're so excited to get drafted and play. And then, you know, playing in front of 3,000 every day to here we are, 17 people here. And it's just the monotony of the days and really just trying to have that consistency, mentally be there every day you get an opportunity to play. 
And then from Batavia, I left there and went to Palm Beach High for two weeks to fill in and finish that season in Quad Cities, Iowa. Um, we a playoff team that year. And then next season, I started in high A, finished in double A, following year, triple A for a month, and then was in the big leagues. So at least you got to be in a city in Memphis. Some of these other spots are you, you probably couldn't well, find them on a map. Sure, sure. But I mean, Memphis was a little dangerous um, <laughs> at times. But you know, it, it's a beautiful ballpark right there. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Seth Manis is with us. He's going into the ECU Hall of Fame currently. He's the pitching coach for the UNCG Spartans under uh, Billy Godwin. And uh, how do you like being the guy now that has gone from the college player and the the pro player? Being coach, being uh, worked out, uh, you know, always working and tinkering at your game on the mound at the the next level, at the big league level, to being the one who's now imparting that knowledge. I've really enjoyed it, and so far, and I know it's young in my career, but just trying to give back the knowledge that I feel like it took me years to learn. I'm trying to help them, you know teach them this is the way I felt the, in the middle side of the game. I think that's the ultimate separator in these players. And, you know, I'm not sure if it, the experience teaches that or hopefully I can, you know, tell them what's about to happen, that, that feeling you get out there when you've got the bases loaded, no outs. You know, what do we do in those situations? How do we overcome that stress that we're feeling and just really focus on – if we bullet it down, it's a simple game. If you can throw three pitches – over the plate for strikes, you're going to have success, no matter what level, no matter what level. And we, you know, kind of gotten into we we make the game a little bit harder than it is. It's already the hardest game on the planet, and really just trying to simplify it and apply that knowledge to these guys, and hopefully make them better in the long run. That's that's the goal. We're uh, talking with uh, Seth Manis last year at Florida State, so you were with Link Jarrett, and and obviously he had a, a huge imprint on your career, but. Boy, when, when you look at guys that recruited you and you played for and then going to work uh, with them, that has to be a, a pretty rewarding experience. It really is. It's so much different, though. I mean, when you show up to practice every day as a player, you're really not looking into the behind-the-scenes that somebody has prepared this practice plan. Somebody's trying to make this practice run as efficient as possible. Somebody has a plan for you. And there's so much more that goes into it. You're really just showing up, getting your work in, and then, you know, what's the next, what's, what's the food for the night? What, you know, when's my next game? But just kind of everybody has – the coaches have a vision for you and are trying to get you into a certain direction. You really – it's kind of tough to see that. As a player, you got the blinders on and <clears throat> really don't know the coaches' personalities that well. You haven't hung out with them. You know, it's more of a professional. Right. Like getting to see these people and how – you know, great humans they are and what they were doing and how they made, you know, their career so successful by putting that team on the field. That, that's been the coolest part to me. When you look at going into the Hall of Fame, I, I know you said, you know, it's been quite a, a journey, but what does that kind of mean for you personally to, to be, you know, having that recognition and achievement in your life? I mean, I, it's a it's a it's a blessing for sure, but it's not something I ever played the game for. No, I was never playing to try to get to the Hall of Fame or any of that. I was, you know, taking the ball and just trying to get one, deliver one pitch the best it can, then the next pitch, execute it to the best of my ability, and then you know, fast forward thousands of pitches 
these kind of accolades come with it. It's great, but you know, I don't think it defines anybody by you know, you know, Hall of Fame, whatever. But you know, it's it's a tremendous honor to you know have won so many games at East Carolina, and you know, being the top of those lists is with a lot of great players. It's it's an honor. So as Coach Manis now, what would be the piece of advice you would give to you know any young kid that's get you know how baseball crazy Greenville is so. Young kid, parents are getting them involved in the game. What's the biggest piece of advice you'd give to you know, or anybody who wants to maybe coach the game at, at the youth level or high school? Or what, what would be some good advice you'd impart on them? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. It's the hardest game in the world, built around failure. And the biggest thing I see with young kids is, of course, everyone's chasing the B-load, and that's the biggest thing. But naturally, you will – acclimate your body's going to get stronger you're going to start throwing harder i feel like learn to pitch first learn to throw the ball over the plate throw all speed for strike first strike i mean you can watch bad and practice every single day the coach is throwing one pitch i mean sometimes we're working on different locations but mainly fastballs and hitters still get out like 50 percent of the time half the time and then you factor in other pitches in there they're going to get themselves out. And just, in my opinion, we try to make it so much harder, let these kids naturally develop. We're trying to implement a model that works the MLB into young kids. And I think that's very tough. Like, have fun, play multiple sports. I think you learn athleticism playing other sports. And we're getting so specialized now in the youth that, you know, I think they're losing some of the athletic ability movements on the baseball field because they're so specialized. Hey, Seth, uh, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the weekend. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Seth Manis, and congratulations to Seth, also to Rod Coleman, Justine Alpris, and uh, the family of the uh, late voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles. They will all be inducted tonight into the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame, and they'll be recognized tomorrow uh, during halftime of the homecoming game. We'll be back to wrap things up next. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, a little overtime here. It's okay. All right, uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m., Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown. Hope you will uh, join us. 94.3 The Game. Stop by, say hello if you're out there tailgating. Tailgate lots open at 8. Or uh, you can listen to us on the IBX Media app. Thanks to CJ Wilson. Thanks to Seth Manis. And thanks to uh, Mark Miller for being on. Philip the Ref Pilkington producing. Back at it on Monday morning. Talk at the town. 7 o'clock, but then 5 o'clock, Patrick Johnson Show. We're going to have a very special guest. Dimitri Ravanos will be in with us, podcaster. We'll talk football. And that's coming your way. I think we may do it around. Well, we'll give you all the deets on social media. All right. Ain't no coming like a homecoming. Good luck this weekend to the Pirates. Go ECU against Charlotte. Have a great and safe homecoming weekend.